spoken maybe. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label all one word, spoken label dot bandcamp.com. On the bandcamp it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled if you wish you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Label. Hi guys, and the end. Spoken Label. Back in the house again. I'm back on Zoom again today. And I've got another Andy with me today, which is great. Because we can completely confuse each other now. I said Andy, Andy, Andy all the time. So now, the Andy I'm speaking to today, Andy Talbot, he's come up, this gentleman. So I've been speaking to a friend of mine, Natalie, who recommended him to me a while ago. So that's where he's what I love recommendations. So Natalie's been on Spoken Label and she. I first got talking to Andy, I asked her, uh, asked Natalie about him, and she said, yeah, get him on, he's great. So, is that a good, a good recommendation for you, Andy, straight away? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah that was good. Seriously, mate, you introduce yourself to everybody, tell them who you are, yep. where you come from, and what led you on your creativity path at the beginning, and we'll start from there. Yeah, all right, cool, yeah, um, so I'm Andy Talbot, um, I'm currently in Sunderland of all places but let's just say it's Newcastle instead um, <laughs> I'm not saying nothing <laughs> that's yeah. like that's like um, saying that's saying I'm man man queuing which I am I live Liverpool so <laughs> yeah yeah so like every time I submit anything it's like Newcastle it's like don't mention the Sunderland part um, <laughs> yeah um, so I've been performing poetry um for just over a year since July, um, but I've been writing. In, I've been writing since I was late teens, um, because 
like most teenagers, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to be in a band, um, but didn't really have, I can play guitar, can't sing, can't play guitar well enough. Um, but I can't, I always, sing, I can't I sing well writing. enough as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the writing sort of never went away. Um, and then I saw a couple of things online that you could submit to, which I didn't even know was a thing. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years, um, probably starting 2017. Uh, and then last year, um, about April, May, uh, I was officially diagnosed with depression um, and on a series of medications that didn't quite agree with me, uh, which led to quite a lot of time off work. Um, yeah. And then when I ended up going back to work after quite a considerable length of time, I was slightly dejected and fed up with being there. Uh, the first day I went back, I remember getting the, the handover and introduction, what I've missed and whatnot. Uh, and I was just, I was just staring at the space. I was like, I need to do something. Like, I need to do something else. I need something different. Um, so I literally took myself to the bathroom. This is going somewhere. Bear with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I decided to look for local open mics, um, and I managed to find one in Whitley Bay that Thursday. And I, I basically said to myself, You're going to do that. I don't care if you cry, I don't care what happens. You're going there, you're performing at least one poem, and no matter what, that is what's happening, which is strange thinking back because that is so out of my comfort zone and something that I haven't even or hadn't to that point considered wow um yeah I, I, I still don't know where it came from um but yeah I went up um got extremely nervous uh, and a little bit tipsy as you do first time um, I remember yeah. first time. oh yeah <laughs> um but I did it and people actually clapped and Looking back, the claps actually did seem genuine, which was cool. Um, but oh, it was amazing. Like, I'm just, if I hadn't have told myself, no matter what you're doing this, there was a good chance that I probably wouldn't have. But something just clicked and I was like, you are doing this. This is a fact. Uh, and yeah, I've never shook so much in my life. Um, I remember my first I'm, time, I was the same, mate, completely on that one. Yeah. I remember that. I had a pint of beer in my hand as well. So I look at the audience got drenched as well in my case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I did that. I went back I went back the next week um, and I met a bunch of uh, writers who were doing a workshop in, in Whitley Bay and I went along to do the open mic again and I went straight from there to do the session with them. Uh, and a woman called uh, Penny Blackburn, she was there and she was performing on the Saturday in Middlesbrough for Blacklight Engine Room. Uh, so she invited me down to go along and do open mic there, which I did. I basically threw myself straight into it. Um, so I did open mic there, got talking to Morbid, who runs uh, Blacklight Engine Room, and then he offered me a, a headline slot the next month. Um, I remember when he um, when he said I could, I, I literally went back to him about half an hour later. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I've only been doing this a couple of weeks. Are you sure you want me on? Like, and he told this story as well when I went on. Like, I think I think I performed again in like November, December. Wow. And he mentioned that. And he was like, oh, like when I told him he was nearly crying, he's like, he's not wrong. I, I genuinely, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, 
the first couple of months, I mean, all of it's been crazy because there's a really good scene up here. I believe so. I believe so. Not, I've heard that, yeah. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Like, I genuinely didn't realise it was... I didn't think people just performed poetry as a thing. I didn't know it existed, um, which is crazy because it's... Now it's just it's just every single day of my life now. Like, yeah, same for me as well, mate. Like it is. Um, I'm not as active on the writing front as I used to be, or even performing. Obviously, we're in lockdown. But I'm always I'm creative, and when, one thing always leads to another. I'm always leading creativity. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why. And I'm sure you're Katie going to tell something about it in a minute. So I know what you mean. Is it, is it when it grabs you? It's not going to go away. I think straight away. So. Like I said, it was straight away. Yeah. I, know, I know, obviously, in relation to you bought like your first collection, your first chapbook last year as well, didn't you? So, Burn Before yeah, Reading. So, Tell us about that next time. Um, yeah, so that um, that came about through Instagram, I think. Um, I don't know exactly how I got in touch. With, um, so it's Mark from Analog Submission Press. Um, I don't quite know how I got in touch with him. I think just like maybe a random follow on Instagram. And then one day he put a photo up on his story of all the previous like chapbooks that he'd had out in, I don't know, maybe it was like the past year or something. Mm. And I was like, and I was already doing, um, I was already doing my own, like mm. literally as soon as, as soon as it started, um, so after after Middlesbrough, um, I got in touch with a woman uh, from I believe Brighton, who was going to the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, mm-hmm. a woman called Lita Doolan, and she was running an event at Edinburgh Fringe. And um, I actually grew up just outside of Edinburgh, um, so I got in touch with her and managed to get a spot on her event at the Fringe. Wow, which was. And I'm glad because I said I didn't want to wait a year. And if I had waited a year, it wouldn't be happening because, you know. Yeah, completely. Where things, um, where things have gone at the moment completely, mate. Yeah, so. oh, brilliant. Yeah. What, so what I, was your experience at Edinburgh like then? Because obviously you said you, you grew up just outside that area. How did it feel yeah. leaving at your old hometown? Then, as I say. So I think it's, it, it's an interesting experience when you read your roots and stuff. Because I'm from Stratford, originally in South Manchester. And yeah. when I first started reading, I took a break for a couple of years and I'd come to come into an end of a long-term relationship. And I got back into it by reading in the old hometown of Stratford. And that, that was when I was most nervous, actually. Were you like that in Net going back to read Edinburgh then, were you? A little bit. Um, a lot of the poems that I wrote back then, um, mm. I had a friend um, from school in, in Edinburgh that I would go and visit regularly. Uh, and it's where I would do a lot of writing, um, especially the early stuff and like a lot of stuff that was in Burn Before Reading was based in or from experiences in Edinburgh. Um, so to read that in that city was, it was really good. Like it was like, and some of the places we, we literally went on a walk. It was like sort of like a, a poetry tour. Um, and we were stopping in places that we weren't originally, I don't think Lita was intending to stop. Um, and there's this alley um, that has graffiti on it. Um, I'll show you this. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And obviously, be bear in mind, obviously, we can't, you can't see this yeah. here because obviously we're in order. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the Yeah, oh, you wow. know, this is, this is oh. not for you. So ah, that is right. a photo. Yeah. So I got to put that. Um, that's on a wall. It's covered up now. I hate the fact that it's covered up. Um, yeah. So if anyone's listening, it's basically it was a black background with multiple sets of just pure green eyes. Um, and I'd, I'd taken that photo a couple of years before and I got to perform some of my poems in front of that, which was just pretty cool for me. Cause like that was a spot that I would always go back to just in case there was anything else added to it and stuff. Um, I got to perform in front of my family cause I've still got family there. Um, so my mum, stepdad and my sister who was pregnant at the time as well. Oh, wow. Um, so that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty Ooh, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, no, that was, it was good. It was really good. Um, I haven't performed in Edinburgh since, which, I mean, obviously this year, you know, yeah, the whole the, outdoor gigs aren't exactly going to be a thing. But, um, no, certainly yeah, not where we are at the moment, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I really got sidetracked there because we were talking about Burn Before Reading. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, don't we? Um, I'm always firm believe we get them, we get them, we spoke and like all the things. So we get distracted, we get distracted. Well, tell us about go back to your debut collection, then obviously. Then, and tell us, yeah, where the uh, will you tell me before on your new collection, which we'll touch on later? It titles are quite hard for you. So, where did the title then burn before reading come from then for your first collection? So, that one, that one just. I don't know if this sounds cliche, but it just it literally just came to me. It just sounded good. And it was sort of like, I don't know, a little self-deprecating, I guess. But it just sounds good. Like, yeah. that was easy. This Obviously, we'll touch on the second one later. But yeah, the second one, just all the poems were there and the name just took a long time to get to. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. I get it completely with it. So um, on the history of your first collection, then, and um, what were most of these poems wrote before you started performing them, were they? Oh, yeah. Um, I think there was maybe two or three in there. Two, yeah, two or three off, maybe four even in there that I'd, I'd written since starting performing, like in the month leading up to it coming out. Um, but a majority of them were, yeah, they were like all this stuff from like 2017, 2018 even. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. I get it completely with that. So, now obviously, then, then, with this first book, was there any reoccurring themes then in this first collection that um, made it want to come together as a corn collection? And I'm always, I'm not, I don't always believe in every collection that has to have a specific theme, or there has to be some me, there has to be an emotional reason in it for you as a person. I think if that makes sense. I, I basically think at the time, um, I was still very, very excited. Like, I'm not saying I'm not excited by everything now, but it was very much that, oh my God, this world exists that I didn't know about. And I can bring like, I can bring my poems out in an actual physical form. Yeah, yeah um, So it was quite, uh, it, I wouldn't say rushed, but it was like, just put together very quickly and over enthusiastically. Yeah. And I was just excited to get it out. Um, but I think they were the they were the best, they were the best sort of twelve, fifteen poems that I had at the time. Yeah, um, I get you. It's it's I think the first collection and the writer sometimes this surprised when I did my first collection back in two thousand ten. This surprised to me as well. It's a statement of being people. The introduction of who you are as a person, 
I think that's probably what you yeah. were at that stage and probably wasn't it so yeah no definitely um yeah it's it's definitely sort of the style I think from what I was writing then and before to what I'm writing now is is quite different I think um yeah yeah but no they were they were the, they were the best I had at the time and there's a there's a couple in there that I really like not not so much in terms of quality just in terms of personal meaning um, yeah yeah no, I'll get you completely with that yeah I absolutely completely with that so now obviously now um we're going here today to really talk about your second collection aren't we which I think has got a fantastic title on it which of course yeah. is old wounds new skin now this has come out you said right on me in July didn't you just to be honest fact, relatively recently so yeah. Okay, I know you had trouble with the title on this one. Then, tell us about them. Yeah. Is there any way that the title seemed how the way you got the title from eventually? Yeah. Um, so I sent off like a first draft to Mark from Analog. Mm. Um, all the poems were written um, between March and June in like literally during lockdown. Uh, I was furloughed. So yeah, course, all yeah. I did was do online poetry gigs and write. Uh, it was at this, obviously, I know that this year is terrible. But for me personally, it's been brilliant. Like it is like, especially when I compare it to last year, like because last year was last year was something. Um, but this year, like, yeah, I was just writing constantly. And yeah, I, I just I got a good bunch of poems together, and I was like, I wonder if Mark would be up for doing another one. Um, so when I had I had about eight or nine that I really liked, I got in touch with them, and yeah, I sent them off to him. Um, but I couldn't come up with a title. Uh, and then I wrote another poem that I ended up calling "Old Wounds, New Skin," but obviously that wasn't in the book at the time. So I, before, it was, like literally, I think a week before it was due to like get printed, like we'd already sorted everything, like, everything was finalized. I was like, um, okay, I need to take a couple of poems out and I need to add this one in. And that's the title as well. And it was cool. Like it was, it was so cool with it. Um, yeah, no, it, it all came together in the end. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just different. I, I, I don't, I can't remember any of the other ones, but, uh, I had a list of like four or five and I've looked back on them recently and they were terrible. They were so bad. At least you're honest yourself, mate. As I'm always a firm believer in writing. Um, Well, they always say writers, writers are their own worst critics. Oh, that that I am. I think I am as well, so I know exactly what you mean now with that. So did you find then, obviously, um, I've got to ask you the obvious cliche question here, Andy, next. It's on your two collections. Did you find them... Did you see when you look back on pair them both? You, do you feel like you've changed much as a writer and as a person? Yeah, a lot. Um, so literally the week, I think it was the week before lockdown um, in mm. early March, I took part in the Great Northern Slam, um, which was a um, very last minute thing. I was sort of like a, a stand in. Uh, someone pulled out last minute. 
Mm. I had to take an emergency holiday from work. Um, As you do, yeah, I've done that which, <laughs> Well, so yeah, I went back, I went in the next day um, and my boss was like, oh, I didn't realise it was for, um, for pottery. I mean, I didn't realise he even knew I did pottery. Um, <laughs> and I was like, to be fair, I got to perform in front of 200 people. I, I, I did terrible. I finished dead last. But oh. I was like, I couldn't, oh no, it's, it's genuinely, it's the best. That event, changed a lot about how I performed and how I sort of how I I realized I could write to perform rather than I think before this I was writing purely for the page because I never had any intention to perform yeah yeah of course I get you so seeing the way other the way other people performed I think when you write page poetry I'd I'd Obviously, when you're writing to perform, you're going through it as you're writing it, so you know how it sounds, rather than, you know, and you're, you're putting more emphasis on certain parts, and there's a lot more sort of active emotion, like, you know, expression, I guess. Um, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. So basically, I just put together a bunch of poems that I was really comfortable performing, and then just put them on the page. Um but no, that that was that was such a good good experience. Like like I say, I finished dead last, but it's definitely it gave me a, like a confidence. I, I don't know whether it was it was, certainly wasn't from. It's an interesting way to look at it because like it was some some people I know that have done that. It might have put them off ever going back on stage again. But respect to you, whoever it is, it's set of, tell me if I'm wrong with this. It feels like you put a fire in your belly, did it? Made me right. That's not yeah. stopping me. That's what it sounded like to me. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was like, this is going to sound, I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but I don't know if I was anti-slam poetry before that or whether mm. I just hadn't, exp- because it was also new. I didn't, so I didn't realise performing was a thing to begin with, but then people were performing competitively and I was like, how is that even a thing? But then I, I've been to a couple before that, but I don't know. I, I don't know what it was like. It was just, it was good. Everyone, everyone, like, I mean, I, there was a lot of familiar faces there. Um, but it was just, it was just so good to see the way people performed. And yeah, it, it just changed the way I sort of approached writing. It really, yeah, it really did. Yeah, I think it does. Because I've done, oh, I've only done one slam myself it was some years ago, wasn't it? I actually won it. But I came away after and I, I turned down the second round and I just didn't fancy it. I go, yeah. oh, the one I did, I remember it well where I went in there and it was like, these, like you said, a couple hundred people and everybody was absolutely raving drunk they were. And I thought to myself, oh, no way. No way am I doing that again. <laughs> are you living, you learn? Definitely, oh, I get complete with it. So, now, obviously, um, I know obviously you've been telling me, obviously, you've been in, like, we've opened in lockdown, obviously, for quite some time now. And how have you yeah. found doing readings on Zoom then for yourself? And have you found that quite an interesting, different experience? Yeah, it's been. At first, it was really weird. Like I set, I set the camera up so I could be stood up to perform. So like it was just waste oh, up yeah. that people could see because you mm. should all apparently. Like, I got told so many times, like I'd come off stage and people would be like, "Why were you sat down?" Like don't do it. but now now it's like you can't stand. I mean, I have stood up a few times just to sort of get back into the habit, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, um, of course. But it's yeah, it's a lot of sitting down in front of a camera, which is the performance side's fine. Like it's just I think it's brilliant. Like I really don't know how I would have I mean I would have found a way to to cope with it, but it's it's been it's been amazing. Um yeah, most it's of my closest diff- friends. It's been a very different yeah, experience, most- I think, for everybody really. So yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> I mean, this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for Zoom, you know? So like, oh, God, yeah, it's... completely. Completely, because um, prior to it's common knowledge I spoke up to before I did, um, before we had lockdown, I hadn't used Zoom before. And I'd done about yeah. 100 and bleh, probably 20-odd sessions using telephone, Skype, in person, all kinds of means, not Zoom. And Zoom's brilliant because it's like, you feel like you're on a... People, unless you're doing it, you can't see what we're doing. It's like you're just two friends having a chat base level, like a video phone base. Yeah. Now. I think it's very, very good for that. So the recording is really good as well. So Yeah, yeah no, I, it's, it's been brilliant. I, I think I've done, I was keeping a track of it at some point and I'd done, hmm. I think like 60, 60 something Zoom gigs. 60, and then that's in six months on basically, isn't it? So Yeah, I've, I've slowed down some quite go- a bit the last couple of months. Some going like. Uh, what were you doing? That was interesting. Were you doing like what four or five a week at one point? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was doing a lot. Um, I think <laughs> impressive, right? <laughs> the the busiest week I had, I, 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 if I remember this correctly, Monday was Gateshead, Tuesday was Whitley Bear, mm. Wednesday was York, and then was it? I don't know whether I did York and then Leeds. I might have done York and Leeds the same week. Yes, I did. I did. Wow. And then I had the fr- Friday off, and then one in, one in Newcastle on the Saturday, and then one in Middlesbrough on the Saturday night. God. Yeah, it, it took over. It was like, it was just... Oh, God, yeah. It was like, it's it's the best thing that I've ever done. Like, 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 like I said, last year was... Last year was a write-off apart from Portree. Like it was terrible. Yeah. But I think if I, I yeah. found when I'm doing Zoom myself, lot like I've done a lot gigs myself and it here at lockdown. Not not to your level, but yeah, every reading you go into on Zoom, you're meeting people you haven't met before. I love that. Oh thing. yeah. Like I've done one recently, and I'm not gonna name the night, where we had a poet from Russia, one from Nigeria, and one from Australia in the audience, all from their very country coming to read. Oh, that's amazing. The Russian one was astonishing. <laughs> the cracking yeah. boy he was. Like, he just, he's great because he, he lets you see old people's wet outlooks and pins. He's brilliant for that one, certainly. So, like I said, with that, so straight away. Now, um, obviously, uh, I know, obviously, you were telling me before as well that you do um, you do some work, don't you, for a magazine as well. Is it Perwinkle Literacy Magazine? Tell us about that. Yeah, I know absolutely. you're a poetry editor. And a submission reader, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Um, so initially, I was just a submission reader, mm. um, but I, I don't exactly know what happened. But whoever was portrait editor at the time mm. had, had to step away and, and not do it anymore. Um, and I just, I just offered to help. Just somebody had to do it, so I thought, why not me? Um, but yeah, um, the first issue—I can't remember when the first issue came out. This year is just. Yeah, this year and time don't really go well together. Yeah, um, it's been a funny year for that. So, how many think, magazines? How many magazines has it done so far? Then? 
Um, just the just the one. I th- it was early this year. I know that much. I think. Mm. Yeah, it was early this year. Uh, but the submissions for issue two closed yesterday. Ooh. I think. Now, when's um, the ma- when's the magazine out then? Have you got a release date yet? Don't I don't know exactly when it's out, but I've I've done all of all of my stuff for it, so all the poetry's good to go. Um, it's just a, a case of waiting to see what happens with the rest of it. Yeah, I suppose one of the things is it's probably hopefully you probably think just all Christmas time then, wouldn't you? So oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. So okay, uh, last bit of the conversation I'll ask you about today, Andy, is I always like asking this or second to last. What plans do you have for the future, you can reveal? Oh. Um, I think plans in, in this year, sort of. Yeah, okay. Um, what, yeah. Do you have, what do you have anything going forward for 2021, then? Let's say that one, okay? Um, I'm just excited to get back out there. Um, and we all are, really, because... Like I said, particularly like in, I don't know what it's like where you are, but it looks like we're going back into almost complete lockdown at the moment in Manchester fairly soon, truth be told again. So, and I suspect yeah, where you are, you probably will be as well. Yeah, we're on a local lockdown. Um, so, I, I, we're not allowed to see anyone from another household. And... Yeah, that's what we've got over here as well. And I think the way we're going over here at the moment as well, I think we're going to end up like in all the pubs and bars will probably end up shutting out here soon as well. So, yeah. But no, I've got um I'm thinking. So I want to bring out another collection already like already. <laughs> it's been oh, like what you've got to go over it, right? Like three months. Um but I've got seven or eight poems together. I don't know, I'm i I'm torn. I'm torn. I, I always I'd like to go back to analog. Um which I, I always will. If if I'm doing a chap, I think I'll always go with analog because Mark's brilliant. And and the, the other the other ports that they've got on on there are brilliant. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm sort of tempted to dive into self publishing. Um, yeah, well, it's it's I think it's always a good thing to do anyway because you do self publishing because you you can learn yeah. more about learn more about the marketing of it sometimes if you do it that way. Yeah, I mean a lot of the early stuff that I did as well, like the the self like the self homemade like little zines that I put together. You know, there was a lot of photography in there as well. Uh, which is something I'm getting back into over the, the last couple of months. Um, so I don't know. I think I would like to bring sort of something out that puts them both together. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't believe I can get you completely with that. Oh, but, I, but I'm always a firm believer when you bring stuff out like that. You've got to try out other, other means of expression. Try out. Yeah. Who, I agree with you. Photography. Put photography in it and make it and make the pieces work for you in different ways. Take chances and you Wait and see what happens, basically. So, you know, good stuff, mate. And um, yeah, no, I th- obviously, um, when we get back out of lockdown, then do you think could you imagine yourself doing like any, any, any shows or anything like that, or you're not sure yet? Oh, yeah, I, like <laughs> the, the rule that I had sort of last year was if someone offers you to like gives you an opportunity to perform, no matter where it is, go, which oh, is yeah. why I ended up in Leeds and York and everywhere one week. Um, but yeah, it was just, yeah, just just go for it. That's that's the way I looked at it. Just if someone's given you an opportunity to get on the mic and share something, just just take it. Oh yeah, no, completely. So well, that one. So no, good luck. Be definitely so. Okay, uh, that's pretty much all my questions today. That one, Andy. So if people want to find out more about you, where would the best going? 
Uh, the best place to find me is on Instagram. It's andychrist19. Um, so it's all lowercase. Um, yeah, that, that's where I, I do. I don't really post a lot of actual poems. Um, it's normally just like links to poems. Uh, sometimes the odd performance video from, from a Zoom event. Uh, and then obviously some photography as well. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the best way to keep to keep track of me, I suppose. Can't blame you. I think it's nowadays there's so many networks you can go on. But Instagram, I think, is a very, very popular one at the moment. So I can't blame you completely at all on that, mate. So excellent. Okay, that's covered all the questions. So what we're going to do, everybody, as Andy as Andy's going to do now in a minute for us, a minute for us, he's he's going to do a few poems for us in a moment. So what we're going to do is we'll pause the recording in a second. And then basically, we'll see you all in a minute, guys. And then Andy will do a couple of pieces for us. So thanks again, mate. It's been brilliant today. It's been really informative. Stay oh, safe. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care, guys. We'll see you in a minute. Thank you. Spoken, mate. Hi, guys. Okie dokie. It's back. It's Andy and Andy now. And I've got the job I always like doing now. I'm going to introduce Andy to do four poems for us. Andy, as a favour, mate, obviously, when you do each piece, can you make sure, introduce a piece for us and make sure I know what the poem's called, okay? And over yep. to you, my friend. Thank you. Okay, so the first poem I'm going to read is called Slouch. Um, I'll give you a little bit of backstory to it. Not too much. I tend to waffle. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I don't believe honestly, that. I don't believe that. Introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this is called Slouch. It is named after a bar in Glasgow. Um. Yeah, it's, based, it's basically based on a true story of a night out I had um, sometime last year. And yeah, this is Slouch. Could it be the eyes? Some newly discovered shade of blue. They are piercing me and finally I feel seen. I stumble through my order, my tongue tripping over every single syllable. And I'm not quite sure it's got anything to do with the fact I've been day drinking rum like it's going out of style. Could it be the nails? Painted on in public between tending to the pumps and pouring pints for the parched patrons. I envy them. It's such a power move and they need to know I feel this way. If you'll allow me to get slightly off topic. The music in here is always memorable. It's the only reason I have Shazam downloaded to my phone. And before tonight was the only reason I returned. Block party. Manson, Hendrix, The Doors, the list goes on. I don't know. Maybe it was the company. Maybe it was the alcohol. Maybe it was my mood or maybe I was just feeling it. But the music in this place always did something to me. Between every round, I would talk my friend's ear off about it. About the music, about those nails and those eyes and that smile. Until eventually, I find the courage. Likely Dutch, but courage nonetheless. And I find my feet and I find myself at the bar. And I find myself finally, finally, finally telling him and the weight lifts. We slip into casual conversation and the night rolls on. Thank you. Brilliant. No, no, great start, aren't we? Yeah, I can see it. I love what that was, the journey he took us on with that. That was excellent stuff, really engaging. And it's clear as well, that piece will stand up. I can see straight away, that's the piece that's going to go down well on your live environment. And also go down well on the page as well. So that's 
that can be rare sometimes. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. No, thank you. Um, so yeah, that that poem is in Old Wounds, New Skin. Brilliant. Okay, uh, what's your second piece, sir? Um, yes, yeah, so the next three I do are, are more recent. Um, and yeah, they, whatever I do next, these will be in it. Um, so this next one is a, is a short poem um, that I wrote one night at work. Um, it literally took me five minutes to write. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd had a bit of a, a bad week of um, not being able to write. Um, I think I just need to be a bit patient and realise that I will come again, you know? Um, yeah, I, yeah think sometimes, so this is, I think sometimes to be forced to muse, that's when you can have problems sometimes, yeah. I think. So, yeah, getting complete. No, great stuff. I know, sorry, go on, Matt, I'm interrupting. <laughs> ah, no, it's it's perfectly okay. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a short poem called Don't Let That Be Me. Is there anything more tragic than a middle-aged man, work-worn from the factory, deprived of all ambition, stood still and staring while he heats up a one-minute burger in an old beaten-up microwave? Plastic cheese, white-hot melts over nuclear-processed meat, the only thing that's keeping him warm. Is there anything more tragic than that? Probably. But in this moment... Seeing it happen right before my eyes, I'm not so sure that there is. Thanks. Oh, I mean, that is quick, that one. I see what you mean there. Excellent, mate. Really? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I like, I like the thought behind that as well. So, really good piece. I think it's good, I think it's good as well, because it's a change in tone from your first piece as well. So, yeah, um, so I've, I've tried to pick um, when you told me earlier on that I would be performing some poems. I was like, mm. okay, I need to try and like. Pick a bit of a, a range, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. No, it works yeah. very well, that. Definitely. That, I'm looking forward to having number three now, so. Over oh, to you, thank you. Um, thank you. Um, this is a poem. Um, I, I can't actually remember when I wrote this. It must be it must be after Old Wounds. Um, otherwise, I probably would have put that in. Um, yeah, I think it was probably written not too long after Slouch. Um, yeah, note to self. Before you start, lock the door, shut the blinds, draw the curtains, and remember where everything is, as it is, as it was, and as it must be when we're done. Take photos of the order of clothes to make sure all is as it should be. Be certain to note which hanger and which way it's hung. Can't be too careful, though it's not like she'd notice. See what's on offer tonight, Curse her for taking my favourite shade, find my solitary brush, and resign myself to making the best of what has been left behind. Another vital rule. Always upstairs. Never downstairs. And no matter what, no matter how cocky you get, never on the stairs. That would be one way to let her know, wouldn't it? Before she's ready and before I'm ready, the key turns, the door opens, her jaw opens, and I'm just lying there, looking absolutely stunning, but in need of severe medical attention. But above all else, before we begin, make sure wipes and remover are available. Can't risk her catching me with my eyes closed and her pants down. Thanks. Fantastic. That last line, that last line's really poignant in there as well, actually. That's really, really powerful, like great stuff. Okay, now we're on to the big conclusion now, aren't we? As I was yeah, saying, so this is um the big finale. 
<laughs> this is um this is a very recent one. Uh, it doesn't have a title, but the working title I'm using, I guess, is Landlocked. Um, yeah, so I'll just dive right in. Landlocked. I've been thinking about you again. You chasing nameless children around our would-be home, and I thought you should know it's often where my mind goes. Or should that be went? We'd live on the coast, go for early morning drives. The sun begins to rise and I am captivated, completely spellbound by your tired, waking eyes. Am I dreaming? Because these days the passenger seat is mostly empty and I can relate. And I wonder if you ever came to terms with settling. I wonder if you can live with yourself knowing you need more, deserve more, had more right within your grasp before you'd held a little tighter. We both know you need the water, be that crashing waves or steady stream. We both know that all he ever gave you was sand and all you can do now is feed it to the hourglass and watch the seconds slowly, slowly, slowly pass by. These days, I try not to think about you or about those children and their names, resigned to the fact I'll never know what they are or why. You chose them. Thank you. Oh, excellent stuff, that right? No, really poignant that one. Great stuff, mate. Okay, anyway, oh, thank you. I love, really enjoyed, really enjoyed the fall today. There, man. it was absolutely fantastic. Real great selection of work there. So, if anybody's well worth checking out his work out, definitely. I've read some of his other stuff. He's very, very talented young man. So, okay, Andy, thank hang you. around. I need to speak to you off mic. But this is Andy. Yep. Thank you again today. It's been a pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, you, well, you can tell. It's been great. Sometimes we, because we don't, we've never met before. And it's great. No, these no, sort of sessions. no, we haven't. It's great you can meet people like yourself. You've got, you really got to know someone there today. It's been brilliant. So thank you today. Yeah. Right. So, no, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you. We need to chat afterwards anyway. So, but this is Andy N. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe and stay over. Peace out. Spock, mate.